welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we are discussing American Horror Story. Yes, y'all, Delicate Season. Season 12, Episode 3, titled, When the Bow Breaks. Y'all, I hope y'all are having a wonderful weekend. It is Saturday, more specifically Saturday night. So whatever you guys are doing out there, I hope you guys are staying safe. And we are going to get into the synopsis and right into the episode. So the synopsis for this one is, as Anna and Dex settle into their Hampton sanctuary, the comfort begins to fade. Her circle of trust is slowly shrinking and doubt creeps into Anna's head. The evil could be right under her nose. Or staring her right in the face. Y'all, everybody is out to get Anna. Do y'all think it's just these meds? I don't know. But Dex is definitely making me suspicious, okay? And Siobhan ain't too far behind him. (laughs) All right, y'all. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So the episode starts off with Anna and Dex. They are in the car and they're driving back from the hospital Um, apparently, you know, no, mm -mm, before we even go there, Anna is, they are in the car, but she's daydreaming. Okay. She is thinking about what could have been with the baby that she just unfortunately miscarried. And she's still in this flower patch in this flower patch in the field and um she's playing with this baby the baby's cooing laughing smiling they're having a good time she ends up tossing the baby up in the air the baby starts to cry and the baby never comes back down but as the baby starts to cry her dress that she has on starts to go red from the bottom up and she starts to scream because there's a whole bunch of bees buzzing around her So like I said, she comes back to the present and they're in the car and Dex is telling her that he has been in close contact with the detective from Brooklyn um, regarding the stalker because they really want to figure out what is happening with Anna. And Anna was like, look, it don't even matter how much you've been in talks with this dude. Nothing is going to happen. Okay, like they didn't believe me when I told you that somebody was in the apartment. They're not going to believe me now. Okay, but I do know that that nurse is the reason that I probably miscarried. And so he was like, okay, well, you know, she we're looking at the security footage and all of that. And she was like, okay, and so what? Again, like I said, they can look all they want, but they're just not going to do anything. And so he says that she's on a lot of meds and nobody really believes her. And so she ends up asking him, you know, well, he asked her, what do you want to do now? And she was like, I want to try again, duh. And he was like, no, like, what do you want to do? Like right now, now, do you want to go for lunch? And so then he starts throwing out lunch ideas and she just can't believe The fact that he can just get over the fact that she just miscarried so quickly. And he's just being real nonchalant about how she feels about the the fact that she just lost a baby. Um, Maybe he just is hiding his feelings. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. But 
for Anna, it's just not enough. And so she decides to stop the car and get out. He doesn't really give chase for her. She says that she's going to find her way back because she just wants to be alone right now. So he lets her be alone. So as she's walking through the woods, we see that it literally goes from sunlight to like this grayish, dusky looking setting. Um, You can tell that this is something that she's probably hallucinating. So she comes over to this patch of the woods and there's this fire burning. Okay, there's this fire pit happening and she hears somebody singing and then she looks up and there's Mrs. Preacher talking about, I've been looking for you. I've been waiting for you. And Anna starts to like spaz out, right? So then um, she starts to run and she finally makes her way back home. Well, when she makes her way back home, it is nighttime. And so as she's coming through the door, Dex is getting off the phone and he says that he just got off the phone with Detective Woods. Apparently him and Kamal have been looking for her for hours. And she was like, what are you talking about? Because I'm pretty sure to her, it seemed like that much time had not lapsed. And so he was like, honey, you are on a lot of meds. Yeah, I'm on a lot of meds, but not enough to where I'm losing hours at a time. Like, what the hell is going on? And so she ends up telling him that she saw Mrs. Preacher. Um, she saw Mrs. Preacher in the woods, and she believes that Mrs. Preacher is behind everything that's been happening from uh, the the nurse lady at the hospital to the picture that was posted online. She's just responsible for a lot of things. And so he was like, oh, you saw her in the woods? Okay, come on, we going back out. So all three of them go back out to the woods and where she saw the fire pit going, there's nothing there, not even any ash, okay? And so then they look up and no longer is Miss Preacher there. Instead, there's Hedwig. <laughs> Probably not actually Hedwig, but it's a pretty white owl, right? But uh, this owl is a little on 10, okay? Because it's screeching pretty loud. And so they're looking at her like, girl, what is happening? Of course, she knows that neither one of them believe her. And she was like, come on, let's go. And so she turns around to look at them. They still kind of just like standing there looking up, looking around to make sure maybe they missed something, but there's nothing here. And they decide to follow her back to the house. Y'all, Anna is going through, okay? Now, I'm pretty sure that some of this is part medicine. Maybe she's got some mental stuff happening prior to that, but... I don't know where all of this is coming from, <laughs> but somebody is out to get her. And I just hope that Dex is not a part of that, but I, I really do feel like he is in on this as well. So Anna is in the bed and she is trying to find anything that'll give her a clue as to what the hell is going on. And so she starts to Google Mrs. Preacher or her social media page. No results found. Again, she goes to try to Google Annihilate Anna. Hashtag Annihilate Anna. 
again no results found now she knows she ain't going crazy she just saw that whole page the other day now it's nowhere to be found definitely some strange things happening so she ends up falling asleep and then the next morning she wakes up of course dex is asleep but she can hear somebody singing a woman and so she follows the voice and she ends up running into nicolette who is the house manager talia's house manager and so Nicolette hurries up and apologizes because she was actually looking at a video of her singing to her baby to try to help her produce some milk, right? Because she was pumping. So Nicolette is actually being played by none other than Miss Blanca from Pose. Okay, so she ends up showing Anna the video of her and her baby. Nicolette in return ends up asking Anna, does she have any of her own? Anna does not respond. Instead, she sees this gift basket um, that's on the counter, and she looks at the card that went along with it, and it's from Hamish, who happens to be the director for the movie that she just starred in. And he was saying how he was sorry that he couldn't congratulate her for last night. And now she rushes into the room and shows Dex this welcome, the, this gift basket. And um, she was like, how did he get the address did you give him the address and he says no okay maybe Siobhan did it and she was like no she knows better so how in the hell did he get the address because nobody is supposed to know that we're out here we came out here to hide and so he was like I'm not sure but I didn't do it okay we're on the same team and so then he ends up noticing like that little blemish that she's got on the side of her face right that scab it keeps reappearing and possibly getting worse as the days go and so he was like you know what don't even worry about it once you turn 40 whatever is happening with this stalker they're all gonna go to some younger girl okay it, all of this stuff is gonna fall off when once you turn 40 and so then he goes on to say you know what you need Siobhan out here you need some time with your best friend so I'm gonna call her so he does just that. She looks down at her phone because her phone starts ringing. It's Shabon. And then next thing we know, literally, next thing we know, Shabon is standing right in front of her. And so again, there's this time lapse, at least according to Anna, from her perspective, it is. Because he literally just called her like a minute ago. And she was like, no, babe, that was like three hours ago. I called you when I was getting ready to head this way. Where's the time going? She's losing her mind, y'all. And so then they end up talking and she's saying how she feels like she's going crazy. She's losing time. And Siobhan brushes it off and she was like, you know, <laughs> our bodies get flooded with all of these chemicals to try to get pregnant. And then once we do get pregnant, there's more chemicals that are pumped into us and then you know it's like if we miscarry our bodies don't get the reminder that there's no longer a baby there and so it's it's to be expected okay you just you just got to give us some time to get out of your system and then they go on to talk about the pooch and she was like girl are you moving at all and she was like up and down the steps and she was like oh hell no nah. 
you need you need to do a little bit more than that (laughs) so they're gonna hopefully get her out of the house to clear her head and get her get her blood flowing okay she needs to do something to get her mind off of what's happening so anna and shaban are walking along the beach and Shaban is commenting on how fine Kamal looked and she was like, girl, I would not mind if he was watching after me all day, every day. (laughs) And she was like, you know what? You would think that with him being here, I would feel safer, but honestly, I don't. Okay, nobody believes me. All this stuff is still happening. Like, I just, I don't trust it. And then she goes on to mention how she feels like Dix may be having an affair. And that's enough. Okay, that's all Siobhan needs to hear. And she was like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm tired of this pity party. The whole thing with Dex, the the nurse, the Miss Preacher lady. None of this is really happening. Okay, Dex is not having an affair on you. It's time for this pity party to be done. Next week, you need to get back in the chair, okay? You need to get your shit together because I just booked you the cover of Vogue magazine. And so she's like, are you serious? Like me? Nobody really knows who I am. And she was like, girl, if nobody knew who you were, then you wouldn't even be telling me about all this stuff that you feel like is happening with the stalker. Okay, just know that you are booked, you are fabulous, and we are going to see this through. And so, she ends up getting a phone call from Anna, and she has to jet out of there. So, Anna continues to, Anna Wintour, that is. So, Anna continues to walk along the beach when she, her foot must have hit something. So, she gets down in the sand, and she starts moving the sand to the side, And lo and behold, there's another doll. Now, how this doll got there on the beach, exactly where she was going to be, walking over it, is beyond me, okay? I feel like at this point, this doll is representing ageism. (laughs) And it's just reminding her of what was, okay? She was young at one point, now she's getting older, she's having these fertility issues, yeah no okay so as she's walking along the beach she finds that doll and she's like come on let's go and right behind them well not exactly right behind them but not too far behind them are these two women i can assume because they're in dresses they're in all black and they have these uh wrappings covering their head their entire head like mache, like black mache paper covering their faces. And then they also have, I don't want to call them bunny ears, but that's the closest thing that I could think of. Okay. And then like these poofy dresses, like maybe they wore these, um, back in the twenties or something like that. Y'all know them big poofy dresses, like at the bottom with the, the tight corsets and the big poofy bottom. That's them, but it's all black, y'all. And then they got these black goats. So I was like, what the hell is this? Mm-mm. <laughs> this some demonic shit happening, y'all. I don't know what's going on. So later on, Anna goes downstairs and um she's going through Talia's like 
baby stuff. She's grabbed a bottle of wine because she's depressed, okay? She's in her feels about this miscarriage still. And um, she's down there. Like I said, she's going through Talia's old stuff. She's going through, like, her baby book or just a photo book of her. She's progressed through life. And for some odd reason, there's a bassinet down there. Y'all, why the bassinet start playing the damn Rockabye Baby song? By itself. Nobody else prompted this. It just started playing out the blue while she was looking at this stuff. So... She's got this bottle of wine. She's drinking. She's going through some more Talia's old stuff. Drinking some more. Going through some more stuff. To the point where she probably done finished off this bottle. And she decides to lay down on one of Talia's old baby blankets. And in my head I'm thinking. This floor is dirty as hell. And that's the only thing that you gonna use as a barrier. And that's old as hell too. <laughs> it's dirty too. Because I'm sure it ain't been washed. I digress. So, <laughs> I don't know how long she was sleeping or maybe she's hallucinating at this point. I'm not quite sure. Maybe she's just having a super bad dream. But, um, she wakes up and she hears some laughter coming from, like, behind this door that's down there, okay? So, she gets to the door and I'm like, Lord, this is going to be a jump scare. It is not. So, she opens up the door and as soon as she opens up the door, the laughter stops. Okay, we also hear a little bit of chanting, some more laughter. So when she opens up the door, she actually starts to crawl through. But the opening is actually tall enough to where she can stand up and walk through here. So this seems like some little dark uh, secret passageway, right? That's lit by candles to kind of help you uh, find your way without running into the wall. So... She goes down one corridor, goes down a second and a third, and then she finally gets to this place where there's this opening, like this secret room, and it's got like all of these different jars with baby fetuses in them. So this looks like this may have been an old, um, you know, back alley place where people, where women more specifically would go to have abortions. You know, or to, or like if they suffered a miscarriage, they would go there. But it looks like this is like an old abortion uh, setup clinic. Okay. So she's seeing all of these, um, these columns of like babies and jars and candles and just different things, y'all. And of course she gets upset, but she continues to walk through okay so she's still walking down this corridor and then there's like this other opening where it's like trees and stuff like that you can tell it's been there for a long time because these these trees have grown branches and limbs and all of that so she walks through there and she starts to hear laughter again well when she tries to turn around sorry y'all okay so before she even hears that when she walks through there we see a chair with some stirrups and there's like dried blood. Okay. So I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Mm -mm. Yep. This is definitely, this probably was an old abortion uh, clinic or something like that. So she sees the stirrups and that's when she gets spooked and she, she goes to turn around. But when she does, those same women that were dressed in all black grab her. And they force her over there into the chair. 
and then they chloroform her and she she goes out right so when she goes out they start to put her legs into the stirrups y'all and they inject her with something so i guess like completely like knock her out what is gonna happen to anna y'all oh my gosh I have thoughts about the overall theme of what's happening, but um, we're going to hold off to the end of the episode because I'm not sure where this is going to go. So Anna's dress is pulled up or her top is pulled up, exposing her stomach and she's laying down on the floor when she suddenly wakes up. She looks over and she sees that the door that she had walked through not too long ago when she started hearing the laughter and the chanting is now closed. Okay, so like I said, maybe she had a very vivid dream. I'm not sure, y'all. So she gets up and she runs upstairs, but she can't open up the basement door. So she starts banging on the door. Dex opens it up and says that he was looking for her. And she goes on to say, you know, that she actually felt the baby move. So maybe the women in black inserted something inside of her. Y'all, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) I have no idea. But she swears up and down that she felt the baby move. Dex is like, listen... All of this is highly unlikely. And so she pulls out the doll that she had found on the beach. And now this doll has pins in his stomach. Like somebody did this, y'all. And so he was like, sweetie, all of this stuff that you say is happening, this is highly unlikely. So he starts to get emotional and he apologizes because although... I feel like he is in on whatever is happening. He says, you know, that he's going through the grieving process too. This was his kid too. So, of course, they comfort each other. And then the next thing you know, she wakes up. He's still sleeping in the bed. And she goes to go call Dr. Hill. So, she's going on to explain and ask him, rather, is it common for women to still be experiencing these types of symptoms after a miscarriage? And so... He says, yes, sometimes you can still exhibit symptoms of pregnancy, even when you're not. And so she was like, are you sure that I wasn't just misdiagnosed, that I'm still not pregnant? And he said, you know, considering the fact that there was the absence of a heartbeat during your ultrasound and considering the amount of blood that you lost, I would say that, no, you're not pregnant, unfortunately. Um, And then she goes on to ask him about the dreams that she's been having. And he does confirm that, yes, most pregnant women do experience very vivid, scary dreams. I can't tell y'all how many times I had the weirdest dreams when I was pregnant. And I used to attribute that to me possibly laying on my back. But no, I, when I was pregnant, (laughs) y'all, quick story time when I was pregnant I literally had a dream that I died in my sleep okay got shot in a convenience store wrong place wrong time died right there on the floor literally saw my spirit like rise up out of my body and I was hovering okay that's how weird the dreams can get sometimes so just in case you guys you know how like sometimes you wake up right before you die I was like I I wanted to stay asleep so I could try to see what happens after and 
I was okay. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. (laughs) So anyway, he confirms that yes, you may still exhibit symptoms and signs of pregnancy, although you are not. So he tells her to just take some deep breaths and enjoy, you know, just being in the moment and just try to heal from this traumatic experience and so she does that she takes some deep breaths she exhales it out and then here comes Nicolette to come check on her but when Nicolette comes she notices that Anna's mouth is bleeding and so she asks her are you okay are you hurt and so of course this causes Anna to run to the restroom She looks in the mirror and she realizes that her gums may be bleeding, which is also another common thing during pregnancy, okay? So, Anna is super happy at this point. Again, she is still convinced that she is pregnant. So, I'm not sure, again, where this is going. I'm not sure what the ladies did to her. I'm not sure what what that was that they injected her with. And side note, Whatever they injected her with, y'all, that syringe was rusty and dirty as hell. That's all I'm going to say. So after Anna sees the bleeding gum, she's encouraged, okay? So she ends up going to the store to look for a fetal heart monitor. And when she went in there, y'all, it was daytime, I swear. But as she's been looking for this fetal heart monitor, it has grown dark outside. And then she ends up seeing those two ladies in all black again. Creepy, right? So after she sees them, the store clerk ends up startling her. And she's like, whoa, did you did you see them? And she was like, see who? <laughs> no, uh-uh. But we're about to get ready to start closing up the store. But it's only me and you in the store. Y'all, it's dark outside at this point. So Anna ends up going going on to tell her that she's looking for a fetal heart monitor and she was like okay let me check for you and see what we can find but they're out of stock so she was like well I can always order something for you and um after she says that y'all she ends up kind of asking Anna does she mind but as she's asking her that y'all she just reaches out and touches Anna's stomach uh-uh Y'all, that is so disrespectful. (laughs) However, though, when she does touch Anna's stomach, as off-putting as that was for Anna, the lady says, oh, he's a kicker. And so Anna's like, you felt that? You felt him kicking? And she says, yes, girl. And there he go again. Oh, my goodness. You got a little busybody in there. So this brings a smile to Anna's face. She go ahead and make a purchase for um like this little baby towel, right? And then she leaves the store. So as she's in the car, she's just taking in the essence of this baby towel and what all of this represents for her. Yes, somebody agrees with her that she is pregnant. She knows that she's not crazy. She can feel this baby moving inside of her. So as Kamala's driving her down the street, 
they end up passing Sonia, which is the artist that Dex has been working closely with, and she tells him to stop the car. So when she gets out, she sees Sonia, and she's looking at her, you know, waving to her. Sonia's waving at Anna. And then Dex comes up real quick, and he was like, you know, you're gonna love this. And so she hurries up and gets back in the car versus, like, actually trying to confront him and see, like, what's happening there. Especially when she just confided to Siobhan that she feels like he's having an affair with her. But, okay. So she gets back in the car, and as soon as she gets back in the car, Mrs. Preacher pops up on the side of her window saying, stay away from her. And so then Kamal hurries up and hops out the car and flashes his gun to look for Mrs. Preacher, but she is nowhere to be found. And so he was like, she got away. And Anna is telling him, you know, I tried to tell you guys, but nobody will listen to me. Nobody believed me, but there she was. And so they keep driving down the street and then she ends up changing her password to her phone. And like all of the apps that's in it, including her calendar. And so as she changes that, she ends up going into her calendar and putting in like, what do you want from me? And um, she doesn't get a response right away. But when she gets home, she starts to get these responses saying that um, they did something to her baby and that her baby is not dead. And so as she's getting these messages from whoever this mystery person is, um, we see Anna go like around to the back where she initially ran into Nicolette and Nicolette was asking her what was going on because her gums were bleeding or her mouth was bleeding. And so as she's still reading these messages, she happens to look over to the side of where she was not too long ago. And she sees a raccoon, y'all, and it's maggots tearing up this raccoon. And now I'm wondering, like, <laughs> y'all, I know this may sound crazy, but did she bite the damn raccoon? Is that why her mouth was bleeding? Y'all, I don't know what's happening. I don't like it, though. But as, as she's looking at this raccoon in horror, Nicolette is actually looking at her from inside the house the entire time. And then she gets the message that her baby isn't dead. And that's the way the episode ends. Oh, and then they also did send one more message saying that they were trying to warn her so whoever this is, they don't want to hurt her. They're trying to warn her that something is going on with her baby, but her baby isn't dead. That's the way the episode ends, y'all. What is happening? Who is they? <laughs> is it everybody except for Anna and this mystery person? I feel like Mrs. Preacher is trying to be on her side. Now, I don't know if Mrs. Preacher is like her intuition or what was happening here, okay? But either way, <laughs> they are out to get your girl, Anna. Y'all, please let me know what y'all think. I I don't know what to believe at this point. <laughs> I guess we just go out to see where the rest of these episodes go, okay? But you can reach me at me and UTV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. 
this is going to be a wild ride, y'all. I can already tell, okay? But let me know your theories, outlandish or not, okay? Outrageous or not. Let me know what you think. Please turn on your notifications that way. Once your other favorite podcast goes off, hopefully mine comes on. Please also rate and review if you haven't already. I love y'all. It's the weekend. Please stay safe out there. Regardless of what you guys decide to get into this weekend, please stay safe because it's crazy out there. All right. That's all I have for now. So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.